As we continue worshiping together this morning, please join me in your Bible or Bible apps as we receive these words from the 23rd Psalm, starting in the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Please rise as you are able to receive these words taken from the gospel according to Mark, the 12th chapter, beginning in the 28th verse. One of the scribes came near and heard him, heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that, he answered them well. He asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You've truly said that he is one, and beside him there is no other, and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Let the people of God say, Amen. I want to take a moment to welcome folks who are joining us online who may have come in just the last little while. We have, and also the folks that have come into the sanctuary in the last little while. That happens too. Um, we're so glad that all of us are here. If you are joining us online, we hope that you'll find the links to the worship guide online as well as our ASL interpretation. Those should be showing up on your screens and in the live stream chat. And as I pray today, I just want to say, I've got a really special item here in the pulpit. Um, I'm holding the Confirmation Bible of Evelyn Pierce Butler Smith um, that was delivered to me this morning by grandfather. And I'm going to just pray holding this Bible. This is the Bible of the mother of Lillian Pierce, who's being baptized today. So special, special moments. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks that you are with us all along the journey, that you are present giving gifts, 
resources, support, sharing your word with us in relationships, in congregations, and in the scriptures. We give you thanks that we have this time together to reflect on your words, to seek their meaning for our lives, and to be guided in your ways. Bless this gathered community in all the places from which we are gathered. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O God, for you and you alone are my strength. You are our grace, our salvation. Amen. We're taking our time on our journey through the 23rd Psalm, which is the series that we are in. Two and a half verses have taken us four weeks. We'll get through the next three verses by Thanksgiving. Today, we're in the middle of the journey, reflecting on verse 3b. Verse 3b, God leads me in right paths for God's name's sake. We live in a culture that is not always so good at taking our time. Waiting is not generally on many folks' favorite things to do list. I think about how excited I am when my navigation app interrupts regularly scheduled programming to tell me I can save four minutes with a different route. I'm like, yes, sign me up for that. I often wish that God was more like my navigation app. I wish I could plug in my preferred destination in life and get not only turn-by-turn guidance, but an ETA. (laughs) Through the course of this pandemic, I have found myself reflecting often about the extraordinarily disorienting reality that not knowing how long, what that creates in us. It does a number on us. Bill and I know, we used to do some work together, we do work together in the church, and one of the things we say is we can do anything for three months, right? We can do anything for six months. We can do anything for two years. Tell me it's gonna be five and I'm digging in, but not knowing at all? That's hard. Early on, of course, in the pandemic, it was how long do we have to stay in quarantine and when will there be a vaccine and then how long until we can safely gather in worship? When will it be safe to finally sing without a mask? How long until all of our children are able to be vaccinated? And then we add on to that, the other pandemic questions, the core of which is, when will we as a nation finally grow the collective moral spine to put into policy and practice the high ideals we profess in our words? How long will it take to not just talk about, but live liberty and justice for 
all. Whether the uncertainty and waiting is related to pandemics, or relationships, or vocation, or spiritual growth, or our personal health, or whatever, the not knowing how long is beyond difficult. My voice just chimes right in with Casey's child, Cash. I can hear my voice together with the young voices of my brother and sister in the back of the 80s conversion van that took us on many trips to Texas or Arkansas to see our grandparents. And what was the refrain? You know it well. Are we there yet? How much longer? Where is God with the directions and the time-saving option to get us where we want to go? Because we want to be there now. Rabbi Harold Kushner says there's a story in the Talmud about the traveler who asks a child, is there a shortcut to such and such a village? And the child answers, there's a shortcut that's long and a long way that's short. Do we not know that taking shortcuts in life often means that we miss something important along the way? Or that the thing doesn't get done as it needs to get done? Which means that we have to go back and do it over? So that as the child says, there may be shortcuts or easier paths to our destination, but they could end up taking longer, being harder, and costing more in the end. Kushner goes on to share that the Hebrew phrase in verse 3b of the 23rd Psalm is much more complex than can be easily translated. He says, right paths literally means roundabout ways that end up in the right direction. Roundabout ways that end up in the right direction. I was curious about this translation, and so I went and I looked up the word. The word, the Hebrew word translated path, ma'agla, literally means a circumvallation, that was a new word to me too, by the way, an entrenchment, or figuratively, a wagon track. The word shows up in biblical stories as the circle of the camp. The circle of the camp. In other translations, it simply says that paths means in circles. Imagine that. God leads us in circles of righteousness. You can just think about that. I could go a long way with that one, but I'll just leave it right there. Kushner's nuanced Hebrew helps us understand that the path is not a straight line from point A to point B. It has a circular tendency. It's a roundabout way that ends up in the right direction. It's dug in, not in the sense of stubbornness, but of being intentional path, a worn path, like that wagon track. It's a path with purpose. 
Today, we celebrate the baptism of baby Lillian Pierce. This is not the beginning of God's love in her life, but it is the beginning of an intentional journey as part of the body of Christ, the church. It's the beginning of a lifelong path, a long and winding road, as the song says, of learning and growing in God's love and grace. And of course, every person in this community gathered from all the places we are, every person's journey is absolutely and completely unique. And the promise is that God is attending us, guiding us, present with us all along the way so that in moments of great joy and in moments of terrible loss, grief, pain, or suffering, God is there with us. that God is our guide, and that through all of those things, with God as our guide, God can provide us with resources for living more wisely. We can learn how to, 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 to be more self-aware, to be more humble, to be more brave. Our commitment, of course, to one another here at Foundry, every time we celebrate a holy baptism, we remind ourselves of it, that the commitment in the Foundry family is that at every age and stage, all along the roundabout path of our lives, Foundry will assure that there will be relationships and resources available to nurture, to explore, to sustain our spiritual journey, our being and our becoming no matter what. As with any one person, every community has its own unique, twisty, turny journey of growth and development. For more than 207 years, in challenging seasons of hurt and heartbreak and in flourishing times of breakthrough and joy, God has been at work guiding and calling and offering opportunities for the people of Foundry to be curious and to wonder, to grapple with difficult things, to grow, to deepen faith, to extend themselves in new ways for the sake of God's call of love and justice. And Foundry Church is in the midst of deep culture change in these recent years seeking to be adaptive and responsive to changing needs in the world, to be responsive to the communities all around us, the shifts and the growth and the movement, and to be responsive to the, this particular generation of the Foundry family. To be a midwife of new life through culture change seems to be the job that God has calling, called me to throughout my ministry. I might have chosen something else, not going to lie. But this is what God has called me to again and again. And I can tell you that the work is messy <laughs> and it's surprising. And it's not accomplished in a day or a year or even several. While there are signposts along the way, 
The journey is largely unmapped with a very, very unclear and unknown duration. And it also ta always takes you through wilderness places. And inevitably, I find myself calling out with that other well-known chorus of God's people from the beginning of time, how long, O oh Lord? Are we there yet? As with our lives, the promise and my personal experience is that when we truly seek God's guidance, the good shepherd who's always at work in our midst will bring us around to an experience of greater health and flourishing. There's really truly no other job I want. God will get us where we need to go. There will likely be construction delays and accidents and a variety of other things that will slow our roll to what appears on my navigation app as orange or red. But it's okay. God's going to get us where we need to go. It often feels or appears that's not true, that things aren't moving or changing at all. The circular tendency of the right path can simply leave us feeling like we're going in circles, that we're stuck in cycles. <laughs> Recently, I've, I've heard more than one person among our Foundry family who are participating in our Chocolate City reading groups. We're reading this book together, Chocolate City, A History of Race and Democracy in the Nation's Capital. And one of the things that I have heard multiple times is some level of despair over the way that the more things change in the world, the more racial inequity and injustice remains the same. And I've heard, of course, conversations from people just in their own spiritual lives who say, I feel like I just keep dealing with the same thing. I think I've made progress, and then all of a sudden, right there I am back at the same business again. Just circle and circle. The spiritual practice of traveling the labyrinth path is instructive here. For those of you who've done it, you may know where I'm going. The labyrinth is not a maze, it's not a puzzle, it's not a trap. It's a continuous path that twists and turns, eventually leading to the center. There are no dead ends. It's a circular journey that continually invites you to meet yourself at the same place, but not quite the same place. It feels that you're going in circles as you find yourself meeting a familiar issue again, but with every revolution, the path is taking you closer and deeper into the center. Every revolution changes you because you've made another turn. And even though you can't perceive it, you have come a long way. One of my mentors, Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr., is good at reminding all of us that the challenges to achieving anything, but certainly racial equity and justice, the challenges are the same as always. But significant things have been achieved over the years. Things have changed. We are dealing with the same issues, no doubt. But we're dealing with them at a whole other level. With each revolution, 
we grow closer to the center we seek. It's been interesting to see over these weeks how the gospel passages from the lectionary have paired with our focus text from Psalm 23. And today, of course, we receive the great commandment out of Jesus' mouth, love the Lord your God with all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. And this we find our center. In this text, we find the center. The center of the gospel is love. The center that we seek is love, the right path is love. The center into which God the Good Shepherd guides us through roundabout ways is love. Loving God and neighbor is not a short-term project or a simple obstacle-free line from point A to point B. It's not without its wilderness places and unknowns, its conflicts and its disappointments. Loving God and neighbor requires work, commitment, and grace and forgiveness, like real forgiveness, humility and generosity and courage. Learning to love as God loves is the work of a lifetime. Are we there yet? By God's grace, the Good Shepherd guides us on right paths. We are on the path of love, compassion, and justice in our lives as foundry and in our own personal lives. And so on that path, even when we don't know how long it will take or what to expect, we can receive with assurance the words Jesus speaks to the scribe today. You are not far from the kingdom of God. We are not far. So for God's sake, for the sake of our neighbor's lives, for the sake of our own, let's keep going.